Welcome to the Calgary Sessions. This is episode number 56. I'm your host, Jeff Humphreys. Today's guest, this will be a fun one. Uh, thanks to a good friend of ours, Tyler Sloan, did the intro, so I totally appreciate it. Um, go ahead, name and uh, who you are. Uh, who I am. Uh, my name's Mike Commodore. Uh, I am a former professional NHL hockey player. Now I basically walk the dog, pick up dog shit. That's pretty much my full-time job. What kind, of, what kind of dog? It's not even mine. It's my girlfriend. <laughs> She's got a rescue. Uh, I guess they don't really know exactly what it is. Like it looks like a Rottweiler. It's like okay. a Rottweiler. I, I think probably a little lab in there, maybe some husky. But yeah, actually, I just walked the dog right before I came over here. So. Like 70, 60, 70 pounds kind of thing? No, uh, we had to put him on a diet. Ooh, uh, big boy. He, oh, he's big. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a great demeanor, though. He's 95 or 100 pounds. Oh, so, yeah. okay. We put him on raw food last year. And anyways, long story short, after a couple months, I was looking at the dog and I'm like, thing just like I had no shape anymore. It looks like, like a, a sausage. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is this dog weighing now? <laughs> the thing put on a quick 20. We were feeding it like way too much food. I mean, it was eating like a king, like Crazy. at least four times too many calories. So <laughs> we had to put the big boy on a diet and now he's back to his fighting weight and he's no longer limping. And it's amazing what happens when you lose some weight. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that works for everybody. Well, that's it. I got a 10-year-old Bouvier. Mm -hmm. So he's like 100 pounds. Yeah. And same thing, like when he starts eating to like, you know, overfeed him for a couple of months just by accident. Yeah. He just gets re really thick and starts limping right away. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You got to watch with those big dogs. Yeah. For sure. Oh, at least you're not walking like a little. Oh, yeah. The little chihuahua. ones. Chihuahua. Yeah. No. I, I My ex-girlfriend had a little dog. Yeah. But it didn't. The only thing that was kind of nice about that is when it's cold around here, that dog wanted nothing to do with going inside. So mm -hmm. like it was good to be. If you wanted to be lazy, it was basically a lap dog. So that part was okay. This mm -hmm. one you got to take out. It doesn't matter if it's minus 40. Like that dog needs to go outside. And, and the colder it is, the more it likes it. So <laughs> I guess in a lot of ways it's good because that thing keeps me moving. Totally. So, But yeah, uh, other than that, I'm from outside of Edmonton. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, not married, no kids. Yep. Spent sure. a little bit of time in Arizona. Uh, I was working for a little while a couple of years ago, but COVID kind of ended that stuff. Uh, so yeah, basically, mm -hmm. uh, here yeah. we are. Uh, yeah, here I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very good at making menial tasks. I don't get bored, which is nice. I don't really get bored easy, so I can make like at the end of the day, somebody be like, "What'd you do today?" And I'm like, I don't know. Made a day of it. I made a day of it. I wasn't <laughs> bored. I just kind of wandered around, and the day was over. So that's kind of what I'm doing. Cool. Um, well, the show, kind of just the show. I like the guests to go back. I kind of like to just hear like the essentially your path. Sure. You know, go back to a point in your life when you were a kid or, you know, where you grew up, how you grew up and sure. just kind of the journey that got you to the show and okay. then kind of, you know, post-career is always super, is super interesting for me sure. to get into. So yeah, so take it back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I grew up in Fort Saskatchewan, uh, 15 minutes northeast of Edmonton. Uh, I played a lot of, uh, my parents were both educators. My mom was a principal. My dad was a speech pathologist. So education was big in our family for yep. sure. Um, Played a lot of sports. I mean, I, I guess like like a lot of kids, I enjoyed doing it too. I enjoyed competing, but I played uh, a lot of hockey, obviously, yeah. um, in the winters. And then when summer came around, I never touched my hockey gear. I played a lot of baseball. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of, that in school was kind of yeah. what I did. Um, and and it's, it was that simple, hey? Like literally there was like was, two seasons. That was it. And school in between. School, yeah, that's it. And like there's, I know things have changed now where kids are, you know, there's summer hockey mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. I don't have any kids, so I, I'm not involved in any of it, but I know it, it's definitely changed. I mean, 
Do you I think, couldn't. Go ahead. Do you think it's uh, changed for the positive, the negative, or is it just, you, is it, just that you, it is the way now? Yeah, that's a good question. I've had people ask me that. And like, I haven't gone through it like yeah. from the other side of it as a parent. Like, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but putting it, it, I think if, if I were to put it like, if it was like it is now when I was growing up yep. and I had to play hockey all winter or all well, winter and year round, basically, yep. uh, I, I don't know for me, I feel like I would have got burnt out. Mm. Like. I don't know. For me, when it when it was, you know, it's not that nice. You know, it's only nice here for so many months a year. Yep. And you know, when it's nice outside, like the last thing I would have wanted to do is go into a cold rink and put my hockey gear on and play hockey. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be outside. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. So I think from my, I don't think it's a great thing, but that's coming from somebody who's who I haven't been on the other side of it. Yep. So I don't know, but yep. I do see it now where it's like, well, you know. If everybody else is doing it, you know, and, and your kid, you decide to, you know, have him not play in the summers, I can see how you think he's falling behind yep. or, you know, missing out. Or, yep. But yeah, I don't know how much, it's a good question. It's I, tricky, I, hey? Tricky, yep. tricky. I'm sure it's different for every kid. I mean, if your kid loves being in there and mm-hmm. he doesn't get burnt out, then sure, whatever. And, yep. But I, I don't know. I feel like if it's probably something where if you're forcing him to do it, yep. it might not be a great thing. Totally. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what I did. Um, I never really, if if somebody would have told me when I was growing up that I was going to be a professional athlete, I mean, it was always something I wanted to do, but I can't say I ever really thought it was going to happen. And when you say like one, it was just like you know, watching on TV, and it's just like in, in way in the back of your mind, like that'd be yeah, like yeah, you know, I watched a lot of Oiler games and stuff growing up because I was right there. Yeah, and I always yeah, that'd be really cool to be a professional athlete, and mm-hmm. but. Growing up, like compared to my competition, I was way better at baseball. Uh, mm. Like I was, you know, on Team Alberta, and no you know, I was, yeah, I was a good, I was a good ball player. What'd you play? What position? Uh, I played all over, but for Team Alberta, that was one thing that pissed me off actually, because I could hit the ball right too. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to do like a where if you pitched, you pitched, and you didn't play, mm-hmm. right? So I was a starting pitcher, which it, it was fine, but. You know, it kind of pissed me you off because I'd be, yeah, because I'm like sitting here, I'm like, man, I play the field just as good as half these guys out here, and I'm like, I can hit just as good as half these guys, but they're not letting me play. But that was just how it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would have thought if somebody's going to tell me I was going to be a professional athlete, I would have thought baseball. I mean, hockey, I was okay, but you know, I was it definitely wasn't great. If you were to come watch any of the games, like especially up until like through midget. So when I was in grade eleven, uh, when I was in grade eleven, I had a bad year, broke my ankle trying to hit somebody. Um, it was a disaster year for sure. And then, uh, the next year when I was in, uh, I had been drafted. So I, I was in the Bantam draft. Yep. I didn't even know there was a Bantam draft. So you were like, uh, you were capable obviously to get, dra- to get drafted. In the yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like I definitely wasn't like, yeah. You I mean, s- I think a lot of it though would have been like scouts look, cause I was always a, one of the bigger guys on the ice, but yep. you know, skating was never my strong suit ever. Like. To this day, it's not my strong suit. I mean, I worked on it and I got better, but I think probably when I got picked in the last round of the Bantam draft, yep. if I had to guess, I would say, you know, uh, probably a lot of it came from my size and maybe this, maybe he'll figure it out yep. a little bit yeah, uh, yeah. in some ways. So, who drafted you? Uh, the Tacoma Rockets. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I didn't even know there was a draft. Like, I didn't know anything about any of that. And I remember getting pulled out of, uh, I was in grade nine, I think. 
at uh, Rudolf Hennig Junior High. And I remember getting pulled out to be interviewed by the Fort Saskatchewan record, the local little paper. Yeah. I made it. And he's like, hey, congratulations on the draft. And I, I had no clue. I thought, and maybe I was just coming off some history class or something, but I thought, I'm like, the first thing that literally popped in my head, I'm like, for the military? Like, I had, like, literally I had no idea. And then he kept talking and I'm like, Tacoma Rock, so, okay, hockey. I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. And, you know, I'm sure the interview was terrible. I had no clue. Um, but yeah, then, so that was grade nine, uh, played my second year at Bantam, it was okay. And then Midget was a disaster. Both years? Like you played trips the first and then? I played two years at Bantam AAA. And yep. then when I was in grade 11 was my first year Midget. Yep. And that was a tough year. I only played a few games. I, I did play in the Max here. Oh, what year was that? I would have been uh, 95, 96. No way. Yeah. Huh. yeah. I, I played this. Were you playing too? Yeah, same time. Yeah. I wasn't out there much. You wouldn't remember me. <laughs> I remember I had one big hit. What team did you play for? Uh, so I played for the Royals my first year trips and the Buffs my second year trips. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so like, so you're playing like serious, like it's good hockey. Like it's the yeah. best of the best. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like by no means am I like dominating or playing a lot. Yeah. Like it was, that year was a total, complete disaster. Um, to the point where I think they put everybody's, don't they put the the guys who go to the NHL who played the max? I think they put their picture on the wall. Mm -hmm. My picture ain't up there. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows I was there. Was duct tape. Oh, yeah. I post it myself. Um, but yeah, then the next year, um, you know, played baseball that summer. Yep. And then the next year I tried out for, well, I, I went to camp, so... Um, I went to camp with, by this time now, Tacoma had moved to Kelowna, okay. where they are now. There's yep. now the Kelowna Rockets. And I went to camp in Strathmore, outside of town here. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a really good camp. Mm. It's something that clicked for me. I was moving a little bit better. Yep. And I had a really good camp. Um, and I was, I, I was, I remember meeting with Bruce Hamilton and Peter Anholt, um, the GM, GM owner and, and the head coach. Um, I was on the team. Mm. And I wanted to stay. Mm. But my dad was there. He's like, no, we're taking you home. Dude, I was just going to ask you where your parents fit into all this. Yeah, this is where they fit in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, no, taking you home. Your mother will kill me. We're going home. So, you know, I was upset. But you're young, right? You're six. Yeah, I would have been, uh, I would have been, that would have been. Like your second year midget? Year, yeah, uh, yeah, second year midget. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I would have been 16 years old, yeah. turning 17 mm -hmm. in a couple of months. Yeah. And so went home and. My mom, who, like I mentioned earlier, was a principal of the high school in Fort Saskatchewan. Um, you know, she got all the. Now it's different. Now you know you you, you know you it, it's a little bit different. You get I know I don't know what the, what the rules are exactly, but I know you you know you get years paid for and yep. Canadian university stuff mm -hmm. like that. It, mm -hmm. it was a little bit different back then, and my mom would get all the horror stories of guys like mm -hmm. you know leaving to go play in the dub and mm -hmm. you know not going to school or you know going to play in the States for the Spokane Chiefs and coming back and their transfers don't, they're, they're, sorry, their their credits don't transfer yep. and not end up graduating. So she would, she always focused on that <laughs> stuff. And uh, so she said, you're not going, you know, and my dad was like, well, hey, if you're good enough to make the Kelowna Rockets, you should be good enough to make the Fort Saskatchewan Traders in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Mm -hmm. you, go play for the Traders, go make that team. Yep. I'm like, all right. So I tried out for the Traders, was on the team for sure. And, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I had a really good year. That that year was a good year. Um, what clicked? I, what do you think? It was just like your body figured yeah, it out. Or just... I think I figured it out a little bit. I think like I my skating got a little bit better. Yeah. And then I, I do think 
um, something that, you know, I, I wasn't scared to, to get involved physically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing I was at, but I wasn't scared to get involved there. And I think once you got into junior hockey and that became a part of it, mm. I think, you know, I, I mean, I had a lot of penalty minutes and stuff that year. I think I led our team in fights and that I think also got me a lot of space, yeah. right? Cause the game kind of changes, Yeah. you know? when there's a chance that you might get your face punched. Yeah, somebody can grab you and right. throttle you. That, that changes some guy's <laughs> perspective on the ice. So that part definitely didn't hurt me. Yeah. So I probably got a little bit more space. Yep. Um, yeah, so went through that year. We were a couple months in, and once again, my plan was to, well, I'm, I'm going to graduate high school, play here, mm-hmm. and then go play for Tacoma. Maybe I finish the year there. Maybe I go there the next year or yep. whatever. Or Kelowna, sorry, not Tacoma. Yep. Kelowna Rockets. But you had to finish high school. I had to finish that, high school, that, yeah. That like, was a... Mom probably said this is like, you're not going anywhere unless you... Oh, yeah. Yeah, high school needed to be finished. Yep. Like, you know, we did the bus trips around the... Alberta. Like, I never missed a class. Like, we could be going up to Fort Mac and coming back. I get back at, you know, six in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm in, I'm in class. I mean, I might be falling asleep in class, but I am, I am on property. I am definitely in the high school. Um, so a couple months into the season, um, I remember sitting downstairs and our coach at the time, Doug Shum, he, uh, he came down and he goes, hey, Mike, BU's upstairs. You should get up there and talk to him. I'm like, huh? He goes, get upstairs. BU wants to talk to you. BU. The hell BU? What are we talking about here? I'm like, what the, f- what the fuck is this guy talking about? So I don't know anything about college hockey i don't even know it exists i've never seen a game i don't i couldn't have named one team knew nothing about it Hmm. so i go upstairs i sit down with one of their assistant coaches and he starts talking about bu and he hands me (laughs) finally he hands because i'm like yeah yeah no it sounds great you ever thought about playing college hockey i'm like yeah yeah for sure i'm like this never even crossed my i didn't even know what it was until five seconds ago and he passes me the, the little program or whatever and BU, Boston University. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I know what BU is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a little bit of interest from colleges and, you know, I entertained everything and, and North Dakota came, you know, once one kind of comes and talks to you, I feel like, you know, then a few more do word gets out that, you know, BU is interested. Well, maybe we should take a look at this kid, whatever. Yep. And so North Dakota came, watched me play, and then they offered me a fly down. Uh, so fly down to North Dakota, Grand Forks for the weekend. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me ask my parents and you know, see if they can come. And they're like, no, 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 you're coming. Your parents aren't coming. I'm like, oh, really? I'm like sick. Trip with my parents? First time ever. We're going. I think I was like, I think I just turned 17. And uh, so went on a fly down to North Dakota. And I had gone to WHL games like, you know, I went to Red Deer and Moose Jaw. And, yep. Medicine Hat and Swift Current and, you know, so it's not like I hadn't seen any games. I'd seen quite a few, you know, a decent amount of games anyways. Yep. And and it's it's just like, it's like anything else. It's like the NHL, you know, you got to, you know, playing in Calgary or playing in Florida, you know, Calgary's you know, rink's going to be full and, yep. you know, Florida's a little different story. Yep. <laughs> you know, and some of the games that I'd saw in the dub were, you know, not the busiest or whatever, but mm-hmm. I get to Grand Forks where... Grand Forks, North Dakota. So I go in there for a weekend series. I walk into the building and it's the old rink, but you know, there's 6,500 seats. The place is packed. It's Friday, Saturday night game. Half, they cut the rink in half. Half was students. The other half was season ticket holders. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is college, right? So there's girls running around. And, Going. Yeah, and everybody's <laughs> hammered. And I was like, wow. And, you know, the hockey, I'm watching the hockey, and the hockey seemed faster to me. It was North Dakota versus Colorado College. And, you know, it, it should be 
by and large, it should be a better hockey because the players are older. Yeah. I mean, you've got guys out there that are 24, 25 years old. They mm-hmm. should be better than a 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. So I was just blown away, and I got back, and they were like, what do you think? And I'm like, I'm going to North Dakota. Where are we signing? Yeah, fuck the WHL. <laughs> yeah. I'm going. Bust no yeah. way. <laughs> so anyways, I ended up signing my letter of intent and um, ended up going to Grand Forks. Um, Your folks were, I'm guessing, pretty happy about... Yeah, I, they were. They would have been happy either way. But yeah. yeah, they were. My mom especially, I think, was happy that I was going to university for yeah. sure. And I just looked at it like I said. I, I just didn't look at myself as like a prospect or like an NHL. Uh, not at all. That why, didn't. Why is that? Why, I you just look back did, it, like you just. I just didn't think I was. I just enjoyed playing. I didn't, and it's not like I said. It's not like I was like dominating player at all i just never kind of thought of it that way mm. i just i just liked the play that was all yeah um so i'm like well i might as well take this scholarship i'm yeah. like worst case scenario or, you know i go there i play four years yeah. get a degree and yeah go from there whatever happens from there and yeah. so went there north dakota won a national title in 1997 so they had a good team so that when i came in the next year like i played but like not that much mm-hmm. I, I dressed for most games. I think I was a scratch like the first couple games of the year. And then I then I dressed for every game. But like like we we had a good team. And so Who you were know, the studs back then? You know, it would have been probably not a lot of guys you'd heard it, of. No, it, no nobody went to the Oh uh, so there, yeah, there would have been guys who went to the NHL. Like uh I get the, the big the big player then there was Jason Blake. So yeah. he ended up playing, you know, yep. eight or nine hundred games in the NHL. Yep. But then after that it was like you know, we had some we had some guys that played a handful of games, yep. but yeah, not not like the best defenseman on the team my freshman year by a mile was his name was Curtis Murphy, mm-hmm. and so Murph's from Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. and, and if Murph played turn pro now, I think he'd go straight to the NHL. But mm-hmm. the game's different now than it was back then. But I mean, he was excellent. I mean, he mm-hmm. played thirty minutes a night, and they just put him in the Hall of Fame just like no a couple way. weeks ago. Yeah, as, okay. as an individual, yeah, he was good. And he ended up playing like you know, in the American League and IHL and he was the defenseman of the year a couple mm. times. And I think he only ended up playing one game in the NHL, wow. which is crazy to me. I'm like, man, that guy was good. Like, mm. I don't get it. But he had a, he had a great career for himself regardless. Yep. Um, and so freshman year goes by, um, you know, it, it had a good time or whatever. And Like why? I, like fun, fun? Like it yeah, was, it, like it, was, it was, was fun. And, and, and I was getting better. One, one yep. thing that was good for me, you know, it, it, be interesting to go back and do it the other way. Obviously, that's not an option, but like to go the junior hockey route. But yep. for me at the time, I, I do think it was good. Um, just with the, you know, with play, only playing on the weekends, yep. there was a lot of practice, practice. time in college. Yep. So, and I remember my first skate out there, like literally my first one, like I, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. No like way. That's how much skating there was. Yeah. Like, and, and our, our head coach, but I mean, he was a big, like, speed kills was the motto there. Mm-hmm. So we were skating. And I, I still remember this day, the first <laughs> practice. You know, and I went there and, like, you know, we had the Ironman competitions where, you you know, fitness testing. Yep. And I'd never lifted a weight in my life. Isn't that ridiculous, though? It's crazy. How hockey was back then. There was, like, there's no off-season training. Nothing. You, you went to, like, a conditioning camp a week before camp, mm-hmm. and that was it. Yeah. There was and then, nothing. And then whatever you had is what you had. That was it, yeah. So, like, I remember showing up. I had not literally never lift a weight, never. Like, nobody did that. And so I get to North Dakota, and, you know, these guys are – I'm also very young. I'm 17 years old when I yeah. get there. You know, I've never lifted a weight, you know. And these guys that I'm playing, these guys are men, Yeah. you know. So I'm, 
I'll never forget. So we had like 10 <laughs> tests. I could run okay, so yeah. I could get away that way. But like the, the strength stuff, um, I mean, like we did like a dips. You have to do dips. The guys are banging out like 60, 70 of these no, things. come on. Oh, I swear to God. Animals. Now, those would have been the, yeah, the yeah, higher yeah, and yeah, yeah, smaller yeah. guys that yeah. are strong. You know, I got long arms. I'm 225 pounds, and I've never lifted a thing <laughs> in my life. I think I had like, like maybe three if I jumped off the floor with the first one. And so the assistant coach was like a little bit pissed. And then there was a bench press where you had to bench your bot, whatever your body weight was, yep. you know, bench press as many you can do. And once again, you're like 220. I'm at 225. Oh, I've sh- never done a bench press in my life. So I'm watching this. I'm like, man, this is not going to be good at all. <laughs> Guys are crushing these things. Like, you know, probably 15 to 20 was the average. So I got there, get underneath the bar. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no, but yeah. I mean, off the bar, down to my chest, and not an inch from there. <laughs> the assistant coach is losing it on me. And I'm like, back then I didn't share. Like, they didn't tell you. Like, you came in as a freshman. Now, like, you have here, this is what you're going to be doing. And now, obviously, it's different with all the working out. But, yeah. like, I, we didn't have any idea this was even going on. And no idea what the events were. Yep. Not that I would have known how to prepare anyways. But, uh, yeah, I remember the assistant coach, like, losing it on me. And I'm like, like, Sandy, what do you want me to do? I've never lifted a weight before in my life. And he kind of looked at me, and he walked away. But I think he understood. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that first season of lots of practicing, lots of skating, lots of working out, yep. learning that, all that kind of stuff was good for me. Yeah. Um, and Still then, enjoyed it? Like it was yeah. fun to be around the rink? And like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I enjoyed it. It was fun. We had a really good team, too. We were ranked number one, like, pretty much the whole year. We ended up losing in the quarterfinals in the one and done thing. But um, no, it was a good year. It was, it was fun. Um, and then came back by next year, obviously more prepared. Um and, you know, guys, we had a couple guys graduate, Curtis Murphy, Mitch Vig, a couple of defensemen. So there was a lot of ice time available also. Yep. Um, so started playing more. And uh, I was just okay, I would say, first half of the year. And this was my draft year. But I wasn't really thinking about it. I actually wasn't thinking about it at all. Just, again, not just like. No, I mean, I knew there was an NHL draft. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. knew that it was it like. It was your year. Yeah, I knew it was my <laughs> year. But I want to say the first half of the year, like, I don't even think there was, I don't even think I was on a radar mm. um but we had a Christmas tournament we played Notre Dame and I still hadn't score, scored in college and I, I I'll never forget uh, and I can't explain it but I I scored a goal it was nothing special but you know went up the ice got the puck I mean it was like a wide open net and from that point forward I remember something clicked between the ears for me and all of a sudden now the game was slower for me between the ears wasn't so fast. The game was always so fast. I always felt like everything was rushed, rushed, rushed. Hmm. And then for me, everything literally at that moment slowed down. Hmm. And so for the second half of the year, I was a way better player. Um, and then I started getting ranked. And yep. so that went up. And so anyways, ended up like, I think being like North American skaters, I think I was probably ranked like, I don't know, 25th or 26th. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah. You, like you, I shot you, up the board. What, is that, what does that feel like? Like when you're, you're, you're playing college, you're young, <clears throat> it's the NHL, you know exactly what's happening, like, like who's up there. Yeah. And you're yeah, getting, like. It, it was a good feeling for sure. I still can't say that I was like, I still wasn't like sitting there with going to the NHL being my plan, mm-hmm. but I will say it was cool. Like every once in a while when the rankings could come out yeah. and, you know, eight, well, 
family advisors are now coming around the rank or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, it's their agents. I don't yeah. even know why they put up the charade. We got to figure it out. Yeah, it's so stupid. The NCAA <laughs> does some dumb, especially back then, some really dumb things, but whatever. Um, but yeah, like the interest was, was cool. Yep. Um, so anyways, we went, we had a really good team again that year. I mean, uh, we were ranked number one. Wow the whole year too and lost in the quarterfinals again mm. um so anyways that was my draft year and went to the combine and who, and then what's that who drafted you i ended up going to new jersey Sorry, you're just gonna say okay. yep. yep yeah i ended up going to new jersey so yep. new jersey kind of had their own combine uh, like their own testing they had yep. two tests and guys they kind of liked or whatever they'd had over to their own facility and um there was a, a stress test basically where you get on the treadmill every two minutes the incline goes up and the pace picks up and it basically the test is to see once you get to your maximum heart rate, whenever that is, once you get to your max heart rate, like how long are you willing to hang in there? Mm-hmm. Basically, how long until you quit? Yep. And so I was watching this and there was a guy in front of me from Wisconsin that I'd played against and he was right in front of me. So I'm watching him and I'm like, Jesus, this looks hard. And so, you know, he did a pretty good job and I'm like, you know what? I don't know how I'm going to do on this thing, but I'm like, I'm going to beat that guy. I go, I am, I forget what he had. He like, he might've been like, I'm going to be a little off, but 10 and a half minutes or something yep. like that. And every two minutes or 90 seconds, it went up and got faster. So I'm like, I'm going to beat that guy. So I got on there and beat him by a pretty good margin mm-hmm. and didn't have to do the other test. And New Jersey was like, well, when are you going to the draft? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, look, I'm like, I live in North Dakota. I got no money. I'm like, my parents live in Edmonton. <laughs> You know, they, the the draft is in Boston. I'm like, I don't think I'm coming. And they're like, no, 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 you need to come. I'm like, okay. So I tell my parents, I'm like, man, I, I, Dad, I think we got to go. You know, I mean, New Jersey literally told me I should be there. Without so, saying we're going to draft you. Without saying they're going to draft me. Yep. They're like, you need to be there. Yep. So ended up going to the draft. Parents too? Yep, parents cool. too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a cool experience. Uh, New Jersey had a pick. I, I thought there was two teams that liked me. I thought New Jersey liked me. And then where kind of the teams were lining up. I thought New Jersey, well, I knew New Jersey liked me, and then I thought Washington liked me. Those mm-hmm. were the two teams that I thought uh, maybe. Uh, New Jersey, because they were good, they had a pick at, right at the end of the first round. Yep. Um, they ended up taking a goalie, and then right at the beginning of the second round, Washington had four picks, like in the first 12 mm. from like picks, what are they, 30 teams back then? So from picks like 31 to 40, 41, yep. yeah, it would have been, 10 or 11 picks, mm-hmm. uh, they had four four picks. Okay. So I'm sitting in the stands and I'm where, like... Where, where rink was it in? It was in, in the... Where they play now. Oh, Bo- it was. Boston, TD. So the, the draft was in there? Yeah, right oh, in the rink. Okay, yeah, cool. It was right in the rink. Okay. And so I told my dad, I'm like, I think I'm going to Washington. They got four picks here. He's like, oh, okay, awesome. So they end up like four picks. They took a defenseman and they took another defenseman. And then I think they mixed in a forward... And then I'm pretty sure they took it. I think three out of the four were D-men. None of them were me. And my dad's just losing it. Not losing it, but he's getting, he's like, we shouldn't fucking be here. A little squirrely. Yeah, he's getting a little worked up. I'm like, relax, dad. I'm like, New Jersey's picking here. And I'm like, New Jersey doesn't pick me now. I don't know where I'm going. Now I'm in trouble. Yeah, now I'm in trouble. I'm like, now I don't know what's going to happen after this. So New Jersey gets their second pick and picked me. And it, it ended up being a good experience. We went down and, you know, my parents got to meet Larry Robinson and, and Slava Fatisov and Lou Lamarillo was obviously there. And um, yeah, it was a good experience. And then back to college. So now I like knew, I'm like, well, 
now maybe it's you know playing in the NHL. I just got drafted in the second round. Like somebody must think I have a chance, anyways. So went back to college. Uh, Long story short, I had another really good year. Yep. and we ended up winning the national title. We did. Yeah, yeah. So that that was really cool. No way. Yeah, with a bunch of new guys. Like the, my first two years, we were ranked number one. Yep. Like when we got there, I'm like, man, we we're probably gonna win again here. My mm-hmm. first year didn't happen, and then I think we were probably even better my second year. Didn't happen, and then my third year we lost like ten guys. Hmm. So like my roommate and I were like, we better get something done in the first two years here because we're gonna be on spring break here, number three. We got no, we got no players, <laughs> but you know when you're least expecting it, we ended up having another really good year, won the whole thing, and then that was kind of my decision. Then was you know what am I gonna do? Am I gonna New Jersey back when when Lou Lamarillo they wouldn't offer you money. You had to tell them. You had to tell them that you were ready to leave, and gotcha. then you could negotiate. Now yeah. you could always go back on it if you didn't like what you were getting, but yeah. you had to make the decision first. I wanted to go back to college. I had a great time there. I mean, people treated me great. I knew we were going to have another good team my mm-hmm. senior year, like just as good or mm-hmm. even. But we weren't losing anybody. Well, not a couple of guys, but not not yep. all, not ten. Yep. Uh, but the game was starting to. One, I was getting kind of tired of painting dorm room walls for five bucks an hour. I had had no cash, which you didn't need much in North Dakota, which, I mean, looking back, it's like, man, I used to go out with like five bucks in my pocket and be loaded (laughs) and come home with change. (laughs) It's like, now I can't even get in the door for five bucks. Um, But I decided, like, it was the fact that we had won. I wanted to win a national title. We had won. If we wouldn't have won, I would have went back. Uh, But we had won. I'm like... You know, it, it was starting to get to the point in college hockey for me where, like, I was getting penalties. I mean, I was getting a ton of penalties. Just for, just, just I mean, being there. Just being there. Being yeah. there like, first and the guy bounces. And- yeah. You know, and I, I got pretty good at, like, you know, I would usually play the right side. I got pretty good at standing guys up at the blue line. And, you know, there'd be times where I would I mean, smoke somebody mm-hmm. totally clean, mm-hmm. like, and it's a five-minute major or two minutes for rough. And it got to the point where I'm like, man, I can hardly even – play like I gotta watch everything I do hmm. or I'm in the I'm in the penalty box yeah so I thought it was kind of might be time for me to leave um so yeah made the decision and then ended up signing and and going to Jersey and the pro career bre- began wild yeah who um your first training camp with Jersey yeah who is uh who are you looking at in these rooms you're like holy shit well yeah there was a lot because New Jersey so my my first training camp training camp with New Jersey now they can't do it. It's against the collective bargaining. But training camp for New Jersey, unless you were Scott Stevens or Martin Brodeur, like a, a legitimate veteran, mm-hmm. training camp started August 1st. So there was a five-week camp before training camp started, like two-a-days. And so you didn't have to go, but you might as well not even show up to, to main camp if you don't go. Everybody goes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my first two years – I was with them for two years, but yep. Was, yeah, my first training camp, I was there early. They had just won the Stanley Cup, and I was in a group with like Scott Gomez, who just won the Rookie of the Year, uh, Colin White, who who played in the minors too, but had a really good. I mean, he was. T- I thought he was an excellent player, and yep. he was tough as shit. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, hanging out with these guys. I'm like, man, I just watched these guys on TV in yeah. the last finals. Yeah, yeah. pretty cool. And then main camp started, but yeah, like you know, there would be, you know, Scott Stevens, obviously. Um, you know, Jason Arnott, Patrick Helios, and then wow. Arnott and <laughs> kind of the, probably the best story from <laughs> that, for that I can remember from that training camp was, uh, Jason Arnott and, um, Scott Niermeyer were holding out. They wanted more money. 
And so they weren't there for training camp until like, I don't know, the, the last week, maybe the last four yeah. or five days. So they show up to training camp and um, the coaches decided, you know, well, we got to make sure these guys are in decent shape. We're going to bag skate them. So obviously being a rookie and, you know, I'm skating, every, I'm out there late every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm in the greatest shape of my life. I've been doing two a day since August 1st. <laughs> So I get a machine. Yeah. I mean, this is as good as it's going to get for me here. You peaked. <laughs> I have peaked and get out there and I'll never forget, uh, Scott Niedermeyer's out there and we're doing these laps and doing all this skating. And I mean, it is hard. I am completely so, I mean, I was a sweater anyways, but like my, my everything is soaked. My pants, like my hockey pants are dripping. Which like is... my skates are, there's sweat coming out the bottom. <laughs> like I am exhausted and I'm, I'm, well behind Scott Niedermeyer and I'm like man this guy doesn't even look like he's trying and he's flying and I haven't met him yet when Scott and I we've remained friends and I bring this up every once in a while he's around and he laughs I don't, he probably doesn't remember but <laughs> we get into the dressing room and back then there was like the baby blue Cooper oh, yeah. yeah for the undershirts mm-hmm. or whatever so I'm sitting in there like I mean I, I am a total mess. it's dark blue now oh yeah I might as well take all my hockey gear put it on and then went and stood in the shower for 10 minutes that's how wet I was and I'm on the other side of the locker room there were still just a couple cuts left to make a camp and Scott comes in, hey, hey guys, good to see you, you know, because it's his first day of camp. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? And he takes his upper body shit off. So he's got, and all he's got after flying around the ice was like one little trickle of sweat there. And I remember sitting there being like, how the fuck am I supposed to compete with this? This guy, it, it was so easy for this guy. Crazy. He's moving. So that was one, he was amazing. When I, when somebody asked me like, you know, you get it quite a bit at yeah, events yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. who's the most talented player or whatever? And, and there's, I mean, I got traded a ton. So, I, I mean, I can list off one of the cool things that we get traded a ton and playing for a bunch of different teams. You get to play with a bunch of great players. Yep. And, but yeah, like for pure, like, he was just, I mean, and the greatest guy too. He was so good. And the game of hockey was so easy for him. It was disgusting. Mm. Like, I literally don't think he, like, I mean, he came off the ice, but like, I think if you were to, there's a pretty good chance that if you'd be like, hey, Scott, you're going to play the whole game today. Iron Man it. I think he would have been fine. I'm in. Like, he might have been a little tired, 60 minutes of ice time with no breaks, but like, I think he would have been okay. He was amazing. Crazy. Yeah. So once you're there, like, uh, the two years, <clears throat> are you now thinking that you're like, okay, I can be, I can do this as a career? Or you're like, yeah, I would, or I'm going to be a pro hockey player. I don't know if I'm going to be in the NHL, but I'm going to be a pro hockey player for a while. Or what do you do? Yeah, doing? I thought I was one of the. I think I was like one of the last cuts. Um, so I started the year in Albany, and in the two years I was in Jersey, it basically, I mean, I went up and down a ton, and it, there wasn't like, you know, like I said, they just come off winning the Stanley Cup. There yeah. wasn't. A, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not taking Ken Danico's spot. I'm not taking Scott Stevens. I'm not taking Brian Rafalski. I'm definitely not taking Scott Niedermeyer. I'm not taking Colin White's job. So there's five. <laughs> but like, they're going nowhere. And then the six was kind of like, they'd have Tommy Abilene was in there yeah. and they'd have like, uh, I'd have to look at the roster. There was some different guys in there, but I mean, we had some good guys in the minors too, mm-hmm. like Willie Mitchell. Um, and God, there's a couple of, I'd have to look at the roster, but Willie's the one guy I remember. Yep. And yeah, I remember my first year or whatever, we ended up trading Willie. We were in Albany and they traded Willie and Willie ended up, he went right from there to the Minnesota wild 
and ended up playing 1,100 or 1,200 games in the NHL. He never came close to the minors again. Mm-hmm. And I had, Willie had told me, because we were pretty good buddies, and Willie had told me, he's like, yeah, he's like Minnesota, because New Jersey was trying to make a cup run again, so they wanted a veteran. Lou always wanted veteran guys, which was great, unless you're not a veteran. So they traded for Sean O'Donnell, and Minnesota told him, we want Willie Mitchell or Commodore. We don't care which one, just pick one. Send one. Yeah, send one. So they end up sending Willie, which, <laughs> I mean, it all worked out for me in a way, but <laughs> totally. I'm like, man, I didn't get the 1,200 <laughs> games. That, God damn it, why didn't they pick me? Um, but anyways, it all worked out. So, um, But yeah, I would say like my, I knew, you know, I was playing pretty good in the minors. And then, you know, my first call up, uh, you know, my first game was in Florida. And I remember Scott Stevens coming before the game and he came and shook my hand. He said, welcome to the NHL. And I was like, oh shit, this is for real. And I remember the first moment where I was like, okay, I can play here was my first game. And it was a real simple thing. Like it wasn't a big deal, but I was paired up. Ken Danico was my partner when I was in New Jersey. Awesome. Me and Kenny. How yeah. safe are you? Oh, it was great. It was with, with me and Kenny. Kenny's, it was either we were going D to D. If that wasn't there, this puck was chipped off the glass and we were either, we'd hang out there or we were changing. One of the two, I'm like, this is the simplest. And if they dump it too hard, Martin Brodeur get the puck and pass it better than we than I could. So it was pretty easy. Like, I don't want to say easy, but yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. there was some talent around there. Um, but Kenny gave me a D to D pass and I just kind of looked up to the boards and then I hit Scott Gomez in the middle and he was gone. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, this ain't so bad. I can play with these guys. <laughs> and it was just a real simple play. But yeah, it was interesting going up and down so much where in in some ways it was, like I said, I don't want to use the word easier, but no, no. in some ways it was, it was in some fashion, like, you know, when you're in the minors, it's, you know, either, you know, a little bit less talent. I mean, there's some really good players yep. or young guys that are still learning how to play and learn yep. how to do things and where to be and all that kind of stuff where, you know, you get up on it, especially a team of that caliber, like guys are where they're supposed to be. You look up and they're exactly they're where they're Yeah. And if you g- give them kind of a bad pass mm-hmm. and it's in their feet, chances are they're kicking up to their skate. They're not missing a stride and they're gone. Like mm-hmm. you can get away with a lot more there yep. and people are in the right position. And, and that's the biggest thing I thought. Um, so yeah, then I knew I'm like, yeah, you know, I could play, but it's still, I mean, I would never say I really, I mean, there were some other things that went on in Jersey. There was a coaching change that, that hurt me. I really, I started playing a lot there, not a lot, but I started playing some significant minutes my second year there. And, uh, we were doing well, but not as well as Lou wanted. And Lou fired Larry Robinson. And that was a big, mm. Kevin Constantine came in. I, I've still never even said a word to Kevin Constantine. He didn't say hi to me. I was immediately <laughs> scratched. Yeah, I was done. And uh, I didn't handle that great, but <laughs> just uh, young and he just young fiery and he wanted nothing. I mean, I guess looking at from his perspective, you know, he would just went right to a veteran like a Tommy Abilene. I think started right. playing a ton, and I'm out. I mean, the part that I didn't like is I wish he would have, you know, come and I mean, like this guy never, never even said hi to me. So I'd be like, look, I'm like, well, I don't know, this guy wants nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And like I said, so I didn't like that part. Like he should have said something to yeah. me. Yeah. Like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. You know, I mean, he's coming in trying to coach for his job too. So if he thinks it's like mm-hmm. I'm better off with Going it, okay. I mean, whatever. It's, Tell me though. Yeah. <laughs> so just let me know. Like, yeah. This. Yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm 21 years old. I'm like, I don't know what the hell is going on. No, I could have handled it differently. Did for, you? <laughs> did I, you react? No. Well, I did react, but it was a combination of two things. One is they were always New Jersey. They never wanted young guys to get comfortable. 
So I would always have to weigh in every day. And I'm one, I was one of those guys where like, you know, I never had to worry about being too light. But also if I didn't pay attention, I'd be too heavy. And I needed to be, you know, the lighter I was, the better for sure, yeah. skating wise, because I wasn't a great skater. So I had to weigh in every day. Now, nobody taught me about like nutrition or any of this shit, right? So I don't know a thing, nothing. And uh, I got to weigh in every day. Now I'm not playing. So in, I thought it would be a good idea in order to wait and make weight. Well, I'll just go out every night and drink my face off and not drink much water and definitely don't eat when you get home. And then I'll show up and I'll be underweight for sure. We liked Yeah. So that was the program that I chose. That was the nutrition. Which, oh my God. Like I would show up to the rank, like, I mean, I felt terrible. I mean, sometimes I'm sure I was still, I mean, what, if I had the breathalyzer, I probably would have. Be over. Yeah. I mean, it was, I lived right across the street from the rank in a motel, so it was fine. But <laughs> it was, looking back, I'm like, that was the dumbest thing ever. Just, I mean, I, but it was, you know, I'd show up and I would make weight and everybody would be just, they'd be pumped. And be, I'd be out there and I'd feel like shit in practice, but I don't, none of the coaches really cared about me in practice. Yeah. So they weren't really paying any attention. So that was kind of how I justified it and. Anyways. Is it, a, is it, uh, to look back now, Yeah, you know, for all the experiences you've had, yeah. all the, you know, as long as you played yeah. and to think that like, that was your move, like new in the league. It's kind of, I know it's crazy. Crazy. Like I, I couldn't, <laughs> but it, it was so stupid, but at the time it made so much sense. <laughs> was there other, was that part of the life, the culture and lifestyle back then too? And I'm not saying it's, I have no idea if it is now, but back then, was there more examples of that happening? There like, would have been like compared to at least, you know, I haven't been in an NHL locker room in a decade, but you know, from what I hear now from guys that I know that still play, like, yeah. you know, going out, you know, every once in a while go out and have a few drinks, don't get me yeah. wrong, but it's definitely way less. I mean, like these kids know nutrition now, yeah, yeah. like they know what's going on and they're having protein shakes and they know that, you know, just burying your face <laughs> in the cheesecake factory in a place fates full of fettuccine Alfredo, you're probably going to gain weight. You know, I didn't know any of that back then. I had no clue. And then like, there was nobody telling me anything about any of that and it's not like the internet was massive where you could just google it mm -hmm. like that wasn't an option mm -hmm. either yeah so make your own program yeah it was yeah that was the program i chose which it would have been nice like and my my experiences in jersey were good like it, it was fine i mean when i was done i ended up getting traded actually so we were i was on this pro we went into atlanta and so we have a game the next day i would say no i know i'm not playing so you're and just practicing every day? Practicing every day, yeah. Traveling? Traveling, team, practicing with just the around. team. Yep. Yeah, yeah, just, just, not just around, but there's no chance I'm playing. And no conversation. Zero conversation okay. with anybody. And so long story short, get to Atlanta, I'm like, well, you know, I got weigh-ins too on the road. So I'm like, ma, where am I going tonight? And so my philosophy was, I'm like, if you're going to miss curfew, like if curfew is midnight, you don't show up at 12.05. If you're going to miss it, you miss it. Like I'm talking four in the morning, miss it. So I go out in Atlanta, <laughs> go to Buckhead County, <laughs> just get after it. And, uh, you know, come come back into the Rich Carlton downtown Atlanta, get in there at four in the morning. You sharing a room or no? Sharing a room, yeah. Okay, yeah but I was quiet and the guy, I was sharing a room quiet. with Jay Pandolfo. Was, I was with a forward and Jay was great. Like, And I would come in and I was very quiet and like I was good, definitely good that way. And he loved it too. He was like, ah, that's, where'd you go? Like the next... <laughs> When I was doing this, like I would walk in, like, which wasn't, I, I mean, obviously I can see where these guys are coming from, but like, 
you know, pregame skates and, and the next day morning practice, whenever I come in, everybody's like, what'd you do last night? Like, <laughs> like they're all fired up. Like, where'd you go? So I'm like, they're kind of encouraging it a little bit. So I'm like, ah, oh, these guys really think this is kind Make of cool. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, Broder. Oh, you like, you want to know what I'm up to? And here's what I did last night. Um, so I do that in Atlanta. I walk into the hotel. It's four in the morning or something like that. And the only person I see is the, uh, the bellboy. That's it. One person. That's it. Just kind of nod at him, get in the hotel, up to my room, go to the rink the next day, no big deal. Watch the game, get back to Jersey. The next day, there's a practice. One of the trainers comes, Hey, uh, Lou wants to see you upstairs. I'm like, This ain't good. And I'm like, Lou's like four foot eight, but he's very intimidating. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, everybody in the organization was scared of him. And he's had a hell of a career. Like, I, I have nothing yeah, yeah. but good things to say about Lou. Yeah. And I thought some of the stuff he did was a little bit stupid, but who am I to argue? And uh, so I go up and meet with Lou. Well, what ends up turning out is that Lou came in late and he came in like an hour after, well, late or early, however you want to look at it, <laughs> after I had gotten in and asked like the bellboy, oh, he's. See anybody around here? Yeah, some big tall redhead with a suit on. <laughs> I'm like, that's seriously how I got busted? Are you fucking kidding me? Fucking Lou. So he's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I'm sending you home. Home, home. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, shit. I'm like, this ain't good. I, I can't go home. That's not, I mean, to the minors, fine. But I can't go home. And so I'm sitting there and he's staring at me. I go, Lou. I go, I'm just going to be honest with you. I go, you know, you brought this new coach in here. I'm like, I, I haven't, he has not said a word to me. I have no fucking clue what's going on here. I'm not making excuses, but I have no fucking clue what's going on here. I have to make weight every day. The only way I know how to do that is to drink. And I'm like, to be honest, Lou, you just stare, I go, you know what, Lou? I go out and I have a couple at dinner and I go, you know what? I have a few more and I want to chase some girls. And I just left it at that. And I'm in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how this is going to go over at all. So he's staring at me. He's staring at me. <laughs> and I, we were kind of lock eyes. And he's like, I'm sending you to Albany. And I'm like, Whew. thank God, because home would have been a real bad look. So anyways, I get sent to Albany, but it was already past the point with the rock. And, and the team in Albany was awful. But it was already past the point where I wasn't on the roster in Albany, so I couldn't play. So I was basically down there, mm. and then the end of the year, we were god awful in Albany, <laughs> like the worst team in the league, awful. And then I think New Jersey got—I think I was back up to be a black ace. Yep. I can't remember exactly. They might have left me down there. I'm not sure. And then they got bounced out. I think in the second round. Yep. I think Carolina beat them actually. Mm. Yeah, which would have made sense because Carolina went to the finals that year. Uh, yeah, that was it. And then I was sitting in Minnesota in the summer and somebody come up to me and said, hey, congratulations. I'm like, congratulations. I was at a lake. I'm like, Congra- a bar at a lake. I'm like, congratulations for what? It's like, oh, you got traded. I'm like, huh? I'm like, where? He's like, I think Anaheim. It's on the ticker. I'm like, I go over, look at the TV. Sure as shit. <laughs> Peter Com- Sikora, Mike Commodore, <laughs> J.F. Jamfus traded to Anaheim for Jeff Friesen and a few other people. No um, yeah, so that was the end. Of, that was it. That was it. That was it for me in New Jersey. <laughs> See you later. Was it? Um, did, I, I already asked this, but looking back on it, like you could laugh and tell these funny yeah. stories. And like at the time, is it is it really stressful? 
Uh, I would say like like the trading part of it, or just, just even the whole general? experience. Like when you get a new coach and he just like stiffs you. And yeah, doesn't... yeah, that was. I mean, I don't know. It, it was definitely like frustrating a little bit, especially with the coach thing. That was frustrating because, you know, I, I was, you know, I was, and I was playing 17, 18, 19 minutes a game, yeah, and so. I was playing better. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like, I started to think, I'm like, okay, things are kind of coming together here. I, yep. I think I belong here. Like, belong, belong. Like, it's one thing to get you know, called up and down and play a few minutes or whatever. But now I'm like playing significant minutes. Yep. And then to have that all of a sudden just come to a crashing halt, that was frustrating for yep. sure. And then the trade part of it, like, you know, I'd never been traded before. Mm. It was my first time. So, you know, at first I'm like, you know, looking at it for about 10 seconds. I was like, oh, New Jersey doesn't want me. Yeah, and then I'm like, well, fuck New Jersey. I'm like, Anaheim does. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of how I looked at it. Um, so, yeah, it would have been. There's definitely things in Jersey that I wish I would have done differently. Yep. Um, I think New Jersey would have been a good place for me to go. Ah, it, playing wise, it w- I think it would have been a way better place for me to be, you know, five or six years down the road when yep. I was older. Like yep. if I would have been able to get to the veteran status and then get back there, yep. I think that would have been better for me. But yep. but whatever it is, what it is. Mm-hmm. It all worked out. <laughs> it's all fine. Yeah, it's all fine now. <laughs> um do you spend a lot much time looking back on your career? You know, like just moments, or is it just kind of like a general uh, chunk of time that you can kind of? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I spend a lot. Like you know, unless somebody asks me, or yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh, no, you know what? I, I would say, you know, when things ended up being done for me, like ninety nine point nine percent of the players, you know, when things were over for me, yeah, you know, it, I didn't. It didn't end on my terms. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that was a little bit hard and yep. I was probably deaf. Well, not probably, I was definitely bitter for a couple of years. Yep. Um, but that's all gone now. Yep. And you know, I, I've spent a little bit of time, like after, especially after a couple of years when I was down in Phoenix, things were done and I'm like, you know, I had some opportunities to do, you know, TV and, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, or I'm sure I could have maybe got involved with, in, in something maybe hockey wise, but I just wasn't ready. Like yep. the last fucking thing I wanted to do, I would have been terrible at it is to, you know, go be, be an analyst. You know, I'm in Phoenix. I got to, the last thing I want to do was travel. I played for 14 teams in 14 years. It's all mm-hmm. I did was fucking travel. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just wanted to relax, yep. just not go anywhere. And Phoenix was the place that I picked for a few years anyways. Yep. The last thing I wanted to do was travel to Toronto. And like, I wasn't even watching hockey. So yeah, what are you gonna say? Right, I would have been up there just making shit up, which I mean, that's not. Well, I, I mean, I maybe get away with it for a little bit, but at some point, I'm gonna say something where you know people in Canada are like, "What is this guy talking about?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all good now. Like, yeah, there's things that you know, there's definitely things I wish I would have done differently. Yep. I think there's definitely things. Where I got a well, I, I, that I got a raw deal, and yeah. I'm not the only one. It happens to a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's some things that I definitely think where I got fucked, but at the end of the day, you know, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking before. I'm like, you know what? I didn't even. It's not like I was ever the best player on the ice, and I never really planned on doing this. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I ended up playing for 14 years. Yeah, I won a national title, a Stanley Cup, and a world championship it's, with Team Canada. It's ridiculous. I'm like. I can't be sitting here being bitter. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Like, mm-hmm. sure. I wish I would have played. I think I deserve to play more games. And I think, you know, but I'm like, 
fuck it. Mm -hmm. Like it is what it is. It was was a hell of a run. I had a good time. I, you know, I moved on past and the only time I really reminisce about it's like stuff like this or or like, you know, charity events on a Mm -hmm. hot stove or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I like, I don't know. I'd look at it. I had a hell of a time. I met a lot of great people. I ended up living and traveling all over North America and, you know, even, even over to Europe a couple of times. And I saw a lot of the world. Um, so yeah. So in a lot of ways it worked out great. Can you, um, get into just the, you touched on a little bit, but the exit, you know, when, when it's done. Yeah. And, and the, and the, and the only reason I'm asking you, cause I've, I've talked to, you know, Sloan obviously, mm-hmm. and then, um, a couple of Olympians. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a very interesting it is. conversation around the out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious to. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. Like from, so from, from you know, nobody really you know, when you're talking about, and I think it's probably, it's still the same now, but it's like, you know, planning for when you're done or like thinking about it out loud. I'll just speak for myself, but you know, when you're playing, it's kind of like frowned upon, Yeah. you know, what, oh, you're thinking like that. You should be thinking about the game tomorrow. And it's like, you know, okay, but I'm pretty sure I can think about the game tomorrow and maybe plan. For, I mean, I'm not going to play. Hopefully I live and have a, a long life. I'm not going to be playing hockey till I'm fucking 70. Yeah, like yeah. I got yeah. a full blown life after that. So like, that's kind of weird. Um, and then, yeah, it is, it's like, and we touched on a little bit off, but it's like, you know, you, you, you got this, you know, it's a great life. I mean, you're playing a game for a living. You're at the you're at the highest level, High, of, highest level of your sport. Yeah. You've 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 climbed you've climbed to the top and you're there. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're probably making a lot of money. Yep. I mean, you're traveling around first class. You're staying at the greatest hotels. Yep. I mean, your games are all on TV, mm-hmm. and you know it. It is an awesome life for sure. And then when it's gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And like you know, there's now. You know, for me, you know, there was always a schedule, right? There's always a routine. There's always a schedule that you got. You know, you need to be here for training camp, yeah. practices at this time, the flights at this time, this and that. And then when I was done, it's like nobody, you know, and I was single too, right? So, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm sure you, you have a different conversation with guys that, well, probably a whole nother different one with the guys yeah. that are married with kids, right? They're yeah. not, not around the house too much, shit like that. But, yeah. you know, for me personally, you know, I'm done and I'm sitting in Phoenix and I'm like, there's nobody that gives a shit what I do. I can do whatever the fuck I want, mm-hmm. which in one way is good. But when you're sitting at it, looking at it, it's like, wow, yeah, I got nowhere to be and, and nothing to do. It's a lot of hours, a lot of weeks, a lot, a lot of months. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like my kind of, when I was done, when I'm, I'm like, that's it. Um, you know, I was sitting down in Scottsdale. I got this golf membership at a men's club and, you know, for, I got a membership at Lifetime Fitness where I fucking might have darkened their door <laughs> once. And I'm not even sure if I touched a piece of a piece of equipment. I just go to the golf course. And for about a six-week stretch, like, you know, I go in and, you know, it's to be a Tuesday. Just run into some guys. Yeah, let's go play. All right. Now yeah, you want a drink? Ah, fuck it. I got nothing to do. And so for about six weeks there, I'd say I was in one for <laughs> like a good portion of it. And I remember waking up one morning and I'm like, okay, I'm like, this is going down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to make some adjustments for my own well-being. Mm-hmm. So 
I started, you know, now don't get me wrong. I still enjoy having a good time, but it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, pick my spots more. Yeah. It's time to, you know, I, I think no matter what you do, whatever it is, it's like, I think staying active is a huge part of, not only for your physical well-being, yep. but for your mental well-being. Completely. Big time. And like, you know, I always thought, you know, I never wanted to be one of those guys where, you know, you get done playing, nobody sees you for two years, and then you show up and nobody recognizes you. Cause, like, yeah, because you, you put on 100 pounds. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to keep my shit together. I mean, I'm not going to be, you know, <laughs> a fitness model, but <laughs> I'm going to keep it together. Here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I got into a routine with that and picking my spots a little better, and that definitely helped. Uh, you know, the hockey end of things, I was definitely pissed. Just because I'm like, you know, just because of the way things ended, I, yep. I didn't think, you know, I thought I was, it wasn't uh, fair, so to speak. Yep. Life isn't fucking fair. Yeah. Um, so f from the hockey end of things, like, you know, for, that was one of the reasons why, like, I didn't come up here much and I stayed down in Phoenix because just, like the last thing I wanted to do was see a hockey game. Right. Like to the point where I'd be at a bar in Phoenix and like, if there was like, if I'm facing this way mm -hmm. and like there's a hockey game on mm -hmm. there. I'm either getting the channel changed or I'm going to pick a different seat so I'm looking in a different yeah, direction. You're, yeah. Like you're I did not want to see it. Yep. I did not want to see it. And now it's completely different, obviously. But but it, it definitely took me a while to like, you know, like I said, like, like I just said earlier, like to sit be like, okay, hey, being bitter and being pissed off is mm. getting you nowhere. Mm. Absolutely nowhere. Who cares about the, the shit that you don't think went right or whatever? It's like, forget about that. You learn from it or whatever, yep. but like, hey, you had a hell of a run. Leave it at that and start enjoying the game again. Mm -hmm. So, and that's where I'm at now. That's good. Yeah. Um, and after you're done, do you have ideas of what you want to do? Like, you know, because you know that seems like a lot of people. Again, me not knowing anything. Go to TV, media. They do. Sure. They stay within the game. Yeah. You know, when you decide, they like obviously it's too close to home right away to stay in the game. Yeah. Do you have different ideas of what you want to pull off? Because you're a young dude retiring. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you ever actually figure that out? I still haven't figured that out. Mm. But you've I dabbled mean, in like. Yeah, I, I've dabbled. At, you know, I had a little sales job here. I've done some radio um, in town here a little bit, which I enjoyed. And like, I, I definitely um, am, am trying to keep my eyes open. Yeah. But I, I really. Like I'm, I'm kind of, you know, some guys when they're done, you know, they know they want to be like a, you know, want to be a financial guy or they yeah. want to be an agent or, or they want to stay in the game. And I think staying in the game for a lot of guys, I think is, is, is an awesome thing yeah. for them. I think it's, you know, cause some guys aren't great with having a lot of time mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and it's good. I played with plenty of guys. It's just went right from there into player development or, yeah. you know, assistant coach in the minors yeah. or, or whatever just it is. Routine, they stay, just... And I think it's the greatest thing for them because, yeah. you know, it's some of these guys, you know, if they have too much time, look out. Yeah. And so, no, I think it's, I definitely think it's awesome. For me, I never, I, I never, when I was in college, I could remain undecided for my first two years. And yeah. then I had to, my third year, I had to declare a major. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was, I remember losing sleep at night. I'm like, the fuck do I want to be when I grow up? It's basically. a young age to figure that out, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's a criminal justice major. Then I got in trouble with the cops and I'm like, I ain't doing that. You know, geology. And then my <laughs> mom's like, you want to look at rocks the rest of your life? And geology is way more than that. But I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. And then mm -hmm. I ended up in the business school, but then I ended up gone. Um, but yeah, like I still have, uh, I wish there was like something that I just haven't found it yet. Yeah. The nice, I mean, fortunately for me is, you know, I, I was lucky enough to make enough money yeah, where 
where I'm fine, where yep. I, I don't need to, yep. I don't have to jump into something, you know, that I don't want to. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I think for there's me, something there's still, there's, yeah, there's, I, something, I would, there's something in your, in you, bef- like we're still young. Yep. You got a lot of years to yeah. find something. I would, de- in a perfect world, uh, I would definitely, I would definitely like to find something that I'm interested to do for sure. Yep. I'm not, I'm not in a rush and I, I don't panic over it. Yep. But yeah, I, w- I would definitely like to find something that that interests me. I just haven't found it yet. And do you feel like it'll happen organically? You know, you meet the right, you have the right conversation with the right person, you meet the right person in the right place, and all of a sudden there's just something there, and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm in the right spot, and here we go? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I think it, you know, it, I don't know how long that's going to take. I spent the last seven years golfing with random fucking dudes, and nothing's come up, but... Um, <laughs> so what's the problem? Yeah, what are, either, maybe it's either you're too good, too bad. <laughs> No, I, I think it will. I think. I mean, I think there there could be a chance, maybe that um, that I do get back into hockey. Yep. Uh, you know, I actually just had a conversation the other day with somebody who said, "Hey, if you know, if you're interested, you yep. should come and come along on a trip here and, and see if you like it." So I, I think there's a chance that I do. I'm never going to be on the coaching side of it. Um, not not interested. I just like the grind of it. Yeah. The grind of it, like those guys put in a lot of hours, and I love the game of hockey. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I I can't see myself sitting in front of fucking video for yep. hours yep. upon hours, and I just don't think that's for me. Yep. Um. So maybe something you know on the development side, or yep. if something came up, I would definitely, uh, I would definitely listen to it for yep. sure. And, and I think for me, it's just going to be if if there's something that I think might be interesting. Mm-hmm. Need to try it. And what's the worst thing happen? If I hate yeah. it, I hate it. It yeah. doesn't work and that's fine. But I, I don't you know, you sitting around and waiting for the perfect thing too, I don't think is the, the way to do it either, because you might be sitting around waiting for quite a long time. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I've been retired now for eight and coming up on nine years. That long. Yeah. Is that crazy to say like you yeah. know, like I'm sure time goes by quick. That time cliche. Goes, yeah. Time goes by fast. Yeah. My last hockey game was in Russia and March of 2014, and so yeah, that's coming up on nine years here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, time flies. What um, why did why did you make back to Calgary? Like, why is Calgary kind of home base ish for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I always liked Calgary. Um, a a couple different reasons. Uh, I always liked it here. I enjoyed it here. Um, I get treated really well here. I gotta say. I mean, I've always liked. You know. uh, to this, you know, because of the 0304 run yeah, of the yeah. bars to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I well still aware. Have, yeah, <laughs> I have people come up to me and they're like, hey, Mike, you were great as a Calgary Flame. And you, thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every once in a while I'll be like, yeah, it was the greatest 18 games I ever played. And they're like, huh? So I only played 18 regular season games here and 20 in the playoffs. No way. That's it. So like people are people think I was here for like five or six years. I'm like, now I was with the organization for two and a half, but yep. I was in the minors for well one year. There was no NHL. It was the 0405 lockout, yep. and I got traded after that. And then yeah, the I was guess I was with the organization for two full years. One year there was no NHL, yep. and for the first half of that 0304 year, I was in the minors. And then when I got called up at the All Star break, I blew my shoulder out and missed like six or seven weeks. So mm. I get I get treated well here, which yep. is nice. But also, like, um, my brother lives in town here. Mm. He's got a family. And then uh, my parents are down here now. So, oh. yeah, I'll, I'll always keep some kind of place 
here. Yep. Um, that was one of the reasons why I came back. Well, I, I was in Phoenix once I retired. I went straight to Phoenix, and I was there for four years yep. straight, three or four years straight. And then I was getting a little bit of an itch. I was like, you know what? I maybe find something to do. Yep. And I just thought, I'm like, well, I'm like, I, you know, nobody really, you know, I met a lot of people in Phoenix and I got a lot of, a lot of buddies and stuff there, yep. but I'm like, you know, I think my best opportunity to, to get into something is probably going to be in Calgary. Hmm. Um, so that was kind of the main reason why I came back. And I was also, you know, my parents are getting older and I'm like, you know, I, you know, I, I love Phoenix, but I'm like, I still go down there, but yep. you know, my parents are getting older. I don't want to you know, disappear down here for 20 years and, yep. you know, then and not see them very often. So yep. those would be the biggest reasons, I guess. Wow. Um, that 04 run, mm-hmm. how crazy was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> like, yeah. It was, like, it was fun. We're obviously on the red mile right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, me and Aubrey went to a, a shit ton of games that year. Yeah. And it, like, obviously for a fan, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Like, uh, I don't, for me personally, I don't think I really, like, I mean, the, the city was going crazy, yep. you know, but for me, I was, like, just happy to be here, and then I ended up playing because we had some injuries on the, yep. a ton of injuries on the back end, and... Um, you played, like, a lot. Yeah, lot, I ended right? up playing, yeah, when I, yeah, I was playing a lot at the beginning when I came in for game three against Vancouver, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, and then I was out of the lineup when Lidman came back. Um, so I didn't play games five, six, and seven against Tampa, but I played every game in between. Um, and I was playing a lot at the beginning and then as it kind of went on, you know, Daryl went pretty much down by the finals. He was just playing 4D, but, um, and then I was out of the lineup, but, uh, yeah, like, you know, I knew, no, I was staying at, I never had a place. I I was in the international hotel the entire time. Just Yeah. I mean, that's I got called up. They put me in the hotel and then we ended up playing until the actually ended up. Finally, the flames called me. (laughs) It was like, I forget what day it was. We were done. It was like mid to late June or whatever was the game seven. We're done. And like a lot of guys left town and I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm a rock star around here right now. Yeah. So I ended up staying there. Then so I think I stayed there for like another two, three weeks in the flames dime. And then finally one of their guys called and said, Hey, Kami, you gotta get out of the hotel here. I'm like, damn it. This is the greatest deal ever. Um but yeah, it, it was awesome. I mean, obviously the, the, the you know, the, the timing of it was good. You know, the flames hadn't been good in a while. Yep. Um yeah, it, it was great. I mean, I didn't really get to you know, during the series, obviously I wasn't going out. You know, I had learned a little bit more since uh, my New Jersey debacle. You're a Wiley vet? <laughs> yeah, a Wiley veteran two years later. I'm like, I can't drink every night. So, like, you know, during the during the series, like, it was, I was at the International Hotel yeah. or I was at the rink. That's mm-hmm. it. That, that was all Lockdown. that I did. Yeah, that was it. Lockdown. And then, you know, we'd have, you know, depending on, you know, we'd have four or five days in between a series. You know, we ended up winning a few of them. Yeah. You know, so I'd go out for a night, a night or two. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it was fun. And then lock it back down again. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was definitely a great time. And I mean, a lot of it was because nothing, you know, I think most people here were just pumped we made the playoffs because yeah, it had been was, a long time. It was a surprise run. Yeah. And then, you know, the fact that we, you know, we beat Vancouver. I don't think nobody was really expecting us to win anything. And mm-hmm. then kind of the run that we went on with beating Vancouver and then beating the best team in the league, Detroit. And yeah. San Jose was solid too, where, yeah, everybody was fired up. It was it was a good time for sure, no <laughs> doubt. Um, it's cool. It's the perfect segue uh, to put a bow on this. Um, I ask one question to every guest. Okay. When I say Calgary, where's your head go? 
Oh, God. <laughs> well, like, dude, it can be, it can be, it can be a place. It can be a vi- whatever you want. It literally could be like Cowboys in 2007. <laughs> whatever you're like right whatever i mean i would say probably like obviously the we were just talking about those so that was right on my mind the yeah. 304 run um you know what i would say the people i would say that's the people is different here yeah at least for me yeah um yeah the the people and and the way that they've treated me here um you know I, I get treated very very well I mean I try and be a good dude and yep. <clears throat> give back and um but yeah the people around here I, I think are special and I so that would be the first thing yeah I'll, I'll go with the people yeah but I do really enjoy the city uh, I I do like it here um but I'll, I'll go with the people it's a good answer. Yeah. I like good. it. Um, thanks for taking the time, dude. Yeah, anytime. Thanks it's really cool me. to just like... Yeah, it's <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good Monday. There we go. Okay, well, uh, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me. Oh!